We're gonna write a book about everything. So many things that we can explore. Documented in a series of podcasts. I'm not sure what we're doing this for. Flat 29's big book of everything. Burn all the textbooks because they're obsolete. It's our attempt to rewrite mystery by making podcasts every other week. Hi, I'm Dan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Rich. And we're collectively known as Flat 29. Every other week we add a new chapter to our big book of everything, gradually building up a comprehensive guide to everything in and around our universe. And this week we're taking a look back at volume one of Flat 29's big book of everything. What happened during this 21 episodes of Podcast Fun? It's been a roller coaster over nine months. Has it? Ups and downs. Loop the loops. Twizzles round. Safety bars. Someone was ill at one point. (laughs) That was a low point. Charlie was screaming for the duration. So there were screams of joy. And then we all got photos at the end. Yeah, but they were really expensive. So we didn't buy them. No. And <laughs> um, that sums up Flat 29's <laughs> big book of everything. So for any new listeners, how would you describe what we do in our podcast? Well, our podcast is like a normal podcast. What about for any listeners who've never heard a podcast before? Okay, okay, I backtrack. What about for listeners who haven't actually even used their ears before? Shall I do what I say to my dad? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, Because I, no. I have to explain a podcast every time to him. <laughs> go on, Okay, then. so it's a bit like a radio show. Right. We record it together. Yeah. And then we put it out onto the interweb for people to download and enjoy at their leisure. Right, what's download? <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Give up. Okay. So what we do then is take a different subject every week hence the big book of everything we're compiling a kind of fictional encyclopedia uh, key and really central to our whole podcast are the songs each episode we do a new and exciting comedy song based around the topic of that particular chapter and those songs are archived on our website flat29.com slash podcast and we'll play a song later on in this episode as well now what you're about to hear are the best bits of flat 29's big book of everything volume one hope you enjoy it Here it is now. Recently, there's been quite a lot of classic novels being remade into a sci-fi style. So you might have seen in By the Counter in HMV, they always have Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, where they add in zombies to the classic tale. Uh, there's one coming out called Android Karenina, which is Leo Tolstoy's epic novel of adultery, reimagined as a steampunk tale involving cyborgs and space travel. Wow. What kind of classic books do you think should be remade uh, in a more sci-fi way? Um... What about the Bible? And it's exactly the same, but Jesus has a bionic arm. Wow, he could get it all done a lot quicker. <laughs> he really could. Yeah, he could cure the lepers much quicker. Well, it's like a medikit, you know, like a little sort of steroid injection that comes out. <laughs> and and God, just... God's like a brain in in water. <laughs> like Zordon or <laughs> yeah. something. Like Zordon in the Power Rangers. <laughs> and Jesus is like, um, what's the name of the guy? Ay, ay, ay. What's his um, name? <laughs> he was bloody brilliant. He was great. Yeah, you should do that with the Bible. And the disciples would be like the Power Rangers. <laughs> Are we talking original Power Rangers here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Tommy, Timmy, the way- <laughs> Jimmy, Timmy, Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> you know when they all combine to become like the Megazord? Yeah. Um, I don't remember that in the Bible. <laughs> 
that that doesn't happen in the Bible, but it should. That the Bible would be shorter as a result. (laughs) It really would. And more accessible. (laughs) Because the Bible's pretty boring, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit. They need to spice it up somehow. I don't read much, so, you know, I'm not going to read the Bible, am I? No, you need something to hook you in. You need something short and snappy. (laughs) Like a Mr. Men, but... (laughs) Well, Mr. Men, what about if they made Mr. Men into more sci-fi? Yeah. So, like... Mr. Tickles, is that his name? Mr. Tickle? Tickle. Mr. Mr. Tick- Tickles, yeah. Like maybe Mr. Tickles. Uh, <laughs> I think if they if they all existed, it'd be like a space octopus. <laughs> yeah, I think if they all actually existed in the human world, but they were kind of freakish mutants. Isn't this just the X Men? Yeah, yeah, they're like the X Men in a lot of ways. What's they? your power? I'm really grumpy today. <laughs> I look like a big purple bean as well. I'm really round and smiley. I'm a space octopus. <laughs> How about um, Sherlock Holmes? I think Sherlock Holmes would be better if to solve every mystery he went back into the past and killed the bad guy as a baby. Yeah, and um, Professor Winston. Is that his. Is that the what, person? Do- Dr. Dr. Watson. <laughs> not, not even close. You, you promoted him to a professor and gave him a new name. <laughs> Let's get rid of this Dr. Watson character. He's forever. Okay, well, in the new version, it's Professor Winston. And he's a robot. <laughs> yeah. He's got, and he goes, and he's got a little moustache and he's got one of these, like, you know, like a waistcoat and a watch chain. Yeah, thing. like a pocket watch. Pocket yeah. watch, yeah. <laughs> and that's how they travel back in time. Yeah. Professor Winston. <laughs> professor Winston. Get me my pocket watch. <laughs> I mean, it would be quicker than a lot of Sherlock Holmes because there'd be no element of solving a crime. You just go, right, that's the guy. Back so, in time, kill him as a and, baby. And af- after he kills the baby, he goes, <laughs> elementary, my dear Winston. Because <laughs> they're at elementary. <laughs> What else does he say, Charlie? That's about it, to be honest. I thought Have he said he... something else. I think Professor Winston's catchphrase would be, ay 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 ay. I think it would be, ah, oh, shucks. Ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> He's got a really annoying American catchphrase. <laughs> You're destroying a literary classic. It's like you want to put Jude Law back in it. I mean, why? <laughs> no. Come on, you'd watch that, Charlie. Yeah, you'd love I'm, it. I'm not sure I would, to be oh, honest. Oh, shucks. Oh, I don't know. At least he was a a medical doctor before and he had a gun. He's a professor now, that's good. He occasionally stops to give lectures. How are you making it more exciting? I I mean, that's not a very exciting scene. Do we have to sit through the lectures that he gives? Yeah, you do, because the problem is that if he does go back into the past and kill him as a baby, it's going to be quite quick, so you've got to pad out the rest of the book somehow, and it's all Professor Winston giving lectures. I'm not sure I'm fully on board with this idea. Professor Winston is... (laughs) <laughs> oh, shucks. Flat 29 have a fortnightly podcast. I download it quick because my broadband is so fast. Flat 29 have a podcast. I download it from the internet. When I went to watch Batman Begins, the film, in the cinema, yeah. uh, we smuggled in a portion of fish and chips each. Oh, that's a smelly food. That's an audacious move. That's crazy, isn't it? And it's quite big as well. So, you know, I had to hide it in my big coat. I was eating it frantically, trying to eat all the chips before the start (laughs) of the film. And I don't know if you remember Batman Begins, but it starts with him 
it's not like obviously Batman because it's like a oh, guy yeah, climbing up a mountain and yeah. shit like that with monks. <laughs> shit like that with monks. And I realised that I missed the first 25 minutes because I thought the trailers were still on. We were eating these chips. I was going, this is... And they were like, Rich, the film star. And I'm like, this isn't Batman. What is the best food that you could sneak into the cinema, though? I reckon you could take in a full-on stir-fry. You just have to yeah. put it into some sort of Tupperware container. Mm-hmm. They don't have microwaves, though. That's a problem. You mic it before you go. Do you reckon you could pour it into a thermos flask? Yeah, you could do. You could take a cup <laughs> of soup. Work, yeah. I think the key here is stealth. To try yeah. and stealthily <laughs> eat the most elaborate meal in a cinema. <laughs> What you could do is, you know those crazy man hats where you can put beer in the top of the hat and then drink oh, yeah. a straw? You could liquidise yeah. your favourite food and put it in one of those hats <laughs> and then just be like, what? That's just my hat. What? I can't wear my hat in. <laughs> I'm just drinking a beef stroganoff, so what? <laughs> or you could um, take a pot noodle and yeah. ask for a drink of boiling hot water and hopefully that's free <laughs> you could pretend you've got a baby but then you'd have to con- you'd have to construct an elaborate baby out of maybe papier mache then you could do that and then keep a meal in it i don't know maybe that's a bit weird <laughs> that's weird eat the baby yeah because you could have like a plate for its head and then like tomatoes for eyes you know where i'm going yeah <laughs> i'd love to eat a full english breakfast in a cinema That'd what you could good. do is you know what you were saying then dan about like tomatoes for eyes you could sellotape food to your body parts like, <laughs> they don't It'll notice. keep it warm. So like you could have a leak on your forearm. <laughs> and then like taxi driver it just pops out of your uh, pops out of your sleeve and into your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and like a Dorito on your nose. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd never notice. Spaghetti hair. <laughs> your, your lips could be like those sweetie lips that you get from yeah. Haribo or something. And then inside you could have a lovely snack. <laughs> uh, just start eating your own face. Orange juice from Concentrate. You are my best mate. Orange juice from Concentrate. Won't you concentrate on me? Now, before this podcast, I announced the topic of the chapter on Twitter to see if anyone had any man-related issues they'd like to share with us. And one that a number of people suggested was shaving. I think people are quite annoyed that they have to shave regularly for their job. Shaving's not fun. It's not. It's a hassle. When you're young, you think, oh my God, I can't wait to shave. Yeah, you do. Of course. It's like, oh my God, my first shave is going to be the best. I know. <laughs> my ang- <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I used to say. <laughs> Now you realise that you have to do it all the time. It doesn't just stop. It never stops. It's an ongoing cycle of hellish shaving. (laughs) It is. And I always find that the current system of dragging some blades all over your face, it (laughs) still seems quite primitive. There must be a better way to get rid of the need to shave more often. Well, you could go with the, uh, you could go electrolysis all over your face. I mean, it would be extremely (laughs) expensive and take ages and very girly. But Worth you it. could do it. <laughs> I'd like to have two buttons concealed in my sideburn. <laughs> oh, nice. Which trigger varying lengths of stubble beard. Right. So it's like turning up your iPod, but you're turning up your beard. Turning up your beard, yeah. <laughs> so if you're getting a work, you turn it down a bit. Right down, maybe, to zero. Um, but then you, later on, you're going to a trendy rock gig. Whack yeah. it right up to the full. 
Turn it up to 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we could have one quick shift button okay, in yeah, there yeah. for like gods. Yeah. Or God. Um, baby. <laughs> the other end. That's the strap line for this product. God to baby in seconds. <laughs> Do you know your shave cycles? Shave cycle. I am. Um, I've recently changed over to electric, so it's all changed for me. But before it's that, like, was that like a Dylan, Dylan kind of yeah. your hair revolting <laughs> yeah. against it? Like, what are you like doing? Dylan goes electric. <laughs> <laughs> He's forgotten his roots. He's forgotten his roots of his hair. Before that, I was a purist. Gillette would be on the phone. What are you doing, <laughs> yeah. Rich? I think you need to allow time for a shave, especially a wet shave. Really? Because I do it in the morning in in two minutes. I wow. never Gone. have a shave in the morning. Morning. Really? Ever. So you like put some nice music on, get some candles out, <laughs> set the mood. Yeah, maybe invite <laughs> some friends around. It's time for some blade to cheek loving. <laughs> what do you think the ideal um, wet shave time limit is? I don't know. I don't. I, I'm in and out, to be honest. I mean, you've got to work yourself up into a bit of a lather beforehand. <laughs> you do. You've got to include lather time. 15 minutes, I'd say. What are you doing? What are you doing for all that time? Maybe add another five minutes for leaving the tash on and then going to show everyone what you'd look like with a moustache and then inevitably shaving it off again which I almost do every time oh no actually you start with the sting kind of chinch that beard and then you work it back oh yeah you know the Michael Evis and then you work it back to mutton chop (laughs) this is why Rich sets so much time aside for beard maintenance right it's Tuesday beard maintenance day (laughs) BMD (laughs) BMD What about shaving elsewhere? Or as Twitter user Jay Yosper put it, to manscape or not to manscape? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know about manscaping? I mean, to what extent are we going? Are we doing, like, back sack and crack wax? Or are we just talking people who just, like, you know, shave their chest and that sort of thing? I waxed my chest once. Did you? Yeah. Proper full-on wax. It really hurt. It was on beard maintenance day. I thought I'd step it up a (laughs) notch. It was on BMD, yeah. (laughs) BMD. And Rich, are you coming out tonight? Sorry, BMD. (laughs) (laughs) Like BMT, but BMD. Yeah. Nice. We should have our own brand of, uh, yeah, like a kind of BMD toolkit, which is a briefcase. It has to be a briefcase case with all the Remington in it and all sorts of different sizes of scissors. And then there's a little uh, pamphlet in there <laughs> with um... saying, so you're doing a manual DMB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Called you and your BMD. <laughs> it's got where to start techniques. I think um, you basically everyone needs to have a shave every now and then. And then if they've got a lot more time on their hands, then they should go in for... The full BMD. Yeah. Send us an email whenever you can. I know you're really busy deleting your spam. Podcast at flag29.com And why not jazz it up with an emoticon? Or a lolcat. Shut up, lolcat. How do you deal with small talk at parties? How do you deal with sort of speaking to people you haven't met before, engaging in an awkward bit of conversation? What I like to do is comment on things in well, an awkward like, way. That's a green book. 
Yeah. <laughs> Not like that. I like the size of that lamp. Are you the person who causes the awkward conversation, Rich? You actively yeah, try and I make it. I actively make it awkward. Like I sort of I I play I use that as a comical um you bastard. Give us a give us an example. What's the sort of I thing? I might you make say? a sarcastic comment about the music that's playing already. I'll go, go, oh, this is right at my alley, and then the uh, um attractive woman goes <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it sounds like you're pretty accomplished at small talk, Rich. This is this is really um, this is really good stuff. <laughs> no, there's some other things I might say. I think the the kind of caliber of small talk depends on the sort of party that we're talking about, really. So I've got a few situations for you guys, right? I'm going to throw some situations at you, typical party situations, and see how you deal with them. First off, we're at a polite dinner party. Okay, it's all very middle class. We're sitting around eating our starters. I'm going to make some small talk with you based on an article I found on dinner conversation starters. So maybe someone's been brushing up on these before they come out and this is what they say. Oh, Charlie, uh, what would you like to accomplish this year? Well, to be honest, so far this year it's been really quite busy for me. I've uh, made an impressive start on my media empire and have been... uh, networking enthusiastically Ooh, with boring. many people but um <laughs> you know that's 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 too much about me what what have you been doing this year i mean is there any way we can you know get together have a little tete-a-tete and move our way towards a more empowering future oh charlie i think you're coming on a bit strong there you're already <laughs> lurching over me and i've only just met you well i'm going to turn to my right now and say well rich uh describe your father to me in three words old dull boring <laughs> that's good. I mean, two of those words are kind of the same, yeah. but uh, that's nice. I'm, I'm going to stop talking to you there. I'm going to turn right back to Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, you really uh, want more? tell us about the last dream you remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting bored. I'm going to turn back to Rich. You keep asking these boring questions, Dan. <laughs> yeah. I'm not particularly enthused with you, to be honest. Look, you guys are trying to chat me up. Come on. Oh, wait, did I miss something? Are, you, are we actually trying to chat you up? No, obviously you are. What's the point of going to a party otherwise? Yeah, fair play. <laughs> All right, Rich. Well, if you could pick a new name for yourself, what would it be? Oh, uh... So no one's asked me that before. You're so interesting. <laughs> nice. Um, Extra points. That was good, wasn't it? That was a little <laughs> build-up there. Very good. But you now got... you're commenting on it, which is slightly, <laughs> slightly taking the mood down again. <laughs> I'd like to be uh, known as Sex Champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's that first name Sex, surname Champion. Champion. Sexy to my friends. <laughs> yeah, Champion to my enemies. <laughs> Well, well, that's a solid answer. I'm, I'm, I'm going home with you tonight, Rich. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, all right, second situation. You're at a friend of a friend's house party, and I am a deeply unpleasant man who you've got stuck in a conversation with, and you've got to try and get out of this conversation. I've backed you into a corner, and I'm talking at you. All right, here we go. Now, the thing is, the only way to deal with the problem is to send them all back. Send them all back home, right? <laughs> Uh, racing pigeons? <laughs> Is that my phone ringing? I think my phone's <laughs> ringing. You know what would sort this country out? Bring back hanging! Rich, um, do you need another drink? Because um, I've just, you know... Hey, okay, where yeah. are you going? Yeah, I'll, you want to come think, with? Oh, I'll, yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, um, yeah, okay. great. Nice to meet you. We'll see you later. Catch I think, you later. I think I need a piss forever. <laughs> <laughs> Final situation, we're in a full-on rave. Okay. You don't know each other, you're making small talk, but you're trying to have a quite an intellectual conversation over a pumping house beat. Here we go. 
Oh man, I love this tune. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, not, that's not intellectual. You don't know where I'm going with this conversation yet. That yeah, was I know. I like the form. I think it's sonata form. It, it's true. That's a banging recapitulation. <laughs> Why aren't there any biscuits at this rate? <laughs> Disco biscuits, they're over there on the second table by the door. Next to the disco volivants. I saw them on the way in, mate. I'm not touching that salt content. <laughs> I might as well commit suicide and have a digestion. <laughs> we need to think of a good way to end this section. <laughs> it's true. How about we all just go home? Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this is the end of the rave. Time for another flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 20 fine But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes Flat 20 Rhymes is the section where, in each chapter, we make a brand new song about the topic. Now, as this is a compilation show, we thought we'd include a song which some of you might not have heard before. This is a song taken from our studio album, Love You, I Like You, and it's called Broken Heart, Buy It Now. Something died inside of me The moment you walked out that door You said that
Well, Rich, that was great. Where can we get hold of that if we'd like a copy of the album that came from? Well, Charlie, I know where I got hold of it. <laughs> Flat29.com. Did you click on the section for the songs? I clicked on CD downloads, and it took wow. me straight to a site with all of Flat29's major releases. Was it clearly laid out and very easy to download? Hell yes. <laughs> I went in, I played the songs, I liked them, and I bought them. And then I bought them again. And was it very reasonably priced? Yes, they are very reasonably priced. And one thing I've noticed, one of the key features of this store, is the amount of extra stuff that you get with the album. Because some people might already own some of our albums. For example, Love You, I Like You, which is a great album to download. If you're new to Flat 29, if you want to hear some of our recorded material, Love You, I Like You is a great one to do. If you buy that from our store, you'll get a full nine tracks of extra material. Some of the extra stuff on the albums that you can expect are brand new unheard tracks, remixes like this... And also even some live recordings like this. Cause they really like my banging tunes. I got an advance of 30 quid, but in two days I had spent it oh well. If you download Let's Get a Girl, the side projects from me and Rich, you will get a music video, a live recording, picture galleries, loads and loads of stuff. How do you feel about free stuff? I love free stuff. It's it's one of my favourite things. Well then, this is right up your lane. And the thing about this is, it comes with pictures and things. So you can see our lovely artwork and our beautiful faces. <laughs> All of the lyrics will be tagged with it. If you play the albums on your iPhone, the lyrics will be able to scroll down the screen as you're watching it. It's amazing. And then you can tag your mates. Can you? Playing tag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we would love it if you got down to our shop. Go to flatsmintonline.com, click on CD downloads. Very low prices for these albums, and it would really help us support the show, pay for our server costs, that kind of thing. Obviously, the podcast is going to stay completely free, but if you are a fan of the show and you want to help support it, then why not buy an album or two? Is it a worthwhile investment, Charlie? I'd say definitely. If anything, over time, these albums are going to grow in value, uh, both uh, emotionally to you and also as they become more of a collector's item. I'm glad about that, Charlie, because I was worried about negative equity. <laughs> but it seems like these CDs are a sure bet. Will you be seeing them on a future episode of Antiques Roadshow, perhaps? I think that's quite possible, yes. Maybe Digital Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. Where people bring in really old files. I've got this folder that I made in Windows 95. That's worth £100. <laughs> so get on down to flat29.com, click on CD downloads, and have the time of your life. Dan's had the time of his life He bought loads of CDs Online (laughs) Yeah, it's true (laughs) And he owes it all to Flat 29 (laughs) (laughs) Right guys, it's half time in the podcast Let's have a team chat How do you think it's been going? How can we improve our game for the second half? I'm going to kick the ball more um, I promise to do more tackles <laughs> and run more. This is your 
pledge. I solemnly promise to do more tackles. We've got it. Dan, you're scoring all the goals. Um, I'll score some of the goals, Rich, certainly. Rich, you're providing a, uh, you know, admirable backup, and I'm kind of meandering in the middle, not really being too helpful. That's Rich's name, Admiral Backup. Admiral <laughs> Backup. I'm Admiral Backup. <laughs> Reporting for duty. I think we need to get more balls out wide as well. Okay. Maybe How Charlie wide? could do that as well. Um, How wide are we talking? What? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just score more goals. <laughs> now, when talking about women, it would be amiss of us not to mention, biblically speaking, the first ever woman, Eve, as in from Adam and Eve fame. Okay. Are you an Eve fan? By all accounts, she was a slamming hottie. Well, but she did create original sin, so we're all screwed. Well, this is the problem. If we are to listen to the Bible, which for the sake of this section we will, <laughs> then we're told that she ate an apple off a tree, and that pretty much kick-started most of the bad things ever. Which is a shame, really, as it's such a little thing, not eating an apple and ignoring a snake. If only there'd been someone around to just tell her not to eat it. But it was so long ago now. There's really nothing we can do about it. Unless... I think this calls for Sherlock Holmes, the time-travelling detective, and his loyal sidekick, Professor Winston. We now present the adventures of Sherlock Holmes, the time-travelling detective. We join Professor Winston in the middle of a riveting lecture on the chicken-based restaurant Nando's. Alright, if everyone could turn to page 23, uh, varying hotnesses of Nando's Piri Piri sauce. If you're a weakling, you can go for the lemon and limey horrible sauce on the chicken then you could get to a medium a hot and a very hot like me suddenly Holmes burst into the room Winston old chap I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt your lecture but quickly we have a time travelling adventure that needs seeing to oh but I'm on a roll here I've been talking about Nando's for half an hour yes but this time it's Adam and Eve that are in trouble it's time to go biblical what have I told you about turning up at work it's just not on <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Holmes. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> All right, come on then. Everybody, uh, your homework is uh, go to Nando's. Come on then. <laughs> Winston, quickly, hand me my chronograph. Here you go, Gav. <laughs> Let's go find some original sin. <laughs> and so they went back in time. <laughs> And they arrived in the Bible times, in the Garden of Eden. Cool, they've really decked this garden out nice, haven't they? It certainly is Winston, but I'm not sure I would have landscaped it quite like that. Nah, nah. It's a... Surely that naked statue of the giant tortoise is a bit crude. Hello, I'm God. Are you criticising my garden design? Yeah, mate, you got a couple of kinks in your lawn. Really? I'll have to try and iron those out, thank you very much. Ah, God. I'm Sherlock Holmes, a great detective of, well, all of time. Yes, I've heard of you, of course. We're here to prevent original sin. Could you possibly point us to Adam and Eve? 
I'm sorry, but I can't have you messing with the time stream. I think it says about that in the Bible. I meant to put it in anyway. <laughs> You've left a few omissions out of that, God. Well, I was a very busy man. I think I forgot to mention time travel entirely, but basically, don't do it. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yes. Can I help you, young sir? God, can you just bagger off now? You're not integral. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> Sherlock, Sherlock, look over there. Have you seen that big tree? The one with all the apples hanging from it? That's the one. Let's go. That must be the tree under which Eve sits. Let's go find her. It's quite far away, though. I'm going to ride a horse. <laughs> Fine, I'll take the carriage once more. <laughs> okay, then. I'll see you later. And so they arrived at the great tree of knowledge. I say, Winston, what's that up there in the branches? Is that a snake? I've watched a lot of Steve Irwin, and I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's a python. (laughs) I've done lectures on it. Well, you are the expert in these situations, Winston. What do you think we should do? As as I remember, I can talk to snakes, so I'll give it a go. Here, snake, what are you doing? I'm just about... Can can I do a snake voice? Just (laughs) about... <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a go. I'm just about to convince Eve to eat this wonderful apples. Is is that one apple or two apples? <laughs> it's two apples. They're <laughs> <laughs> really very Moorish. Look, mate, there's really no need. Why don't you have an apple? There's nothing in the rule book about that. Is there God? <laughs> Hang on, let me check. No, that's fine. Go on, just have an apple. Or this could end all clean, or else we're going to have to give you a shoot. I don't think that's in my regular diet. I think I eat mice and other small rodents. Is that going to be a problem? Yes. Kill him, Sherlock. Have at thee, serpent. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. Ah! You've struck me. Yeah, we've done it again, Sherlock. Well done. Good shot. Oh, I'm pretty hungry now, though. Oh, I'm going to have one of these apples. They look nice. Oh. Winston, no! Your cause original sin. Ah, shucks. UK, we're coming up on a general election and all the candidates have been talking about social care for the elderly and that kind of thing to try and grab the ever-increasing grey votes. So do we have any advice for politicians looking to win over the votes of the elderly? What they could do is um, leave a trail of Madeira cake from their, fr- <laughs> from their front door to the ballot box. Um, <laughs> and just leave some crumbs over the, your particular party's party. box. Yeah. It's what political analysts refer to as the Hansel and Gretel tactic. Maybe they could vary it up with a Battenberg. Um, <laughs> for your uh, pensioner with a little bit more pizzazz. Yeah. Uh, is that what Battenberg is? It's got that multicoloured Wild Street to it. It's uh, it's like a punk in a sea of bankers. <laughs> <laughs> I think a Battenberg cake is the best um, sort of metaphor for a integrated multicultural society that I've ever seen as well. Yeah, you got... can be pink, you can be yellow, but no other colour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's fine. But you can nestle quietly on the shelf, uh, you know, next to a ginger Jamaican spice cake and... Uh, exactly. You know, all sorts. Uh... It takes a lot of cakes to make a... Um, cake. 
<laughs> no. What's this phrase? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know where you're going it's, with that. Okay, can there's eat some it? sort of phrase. I mean, are you going with it, it takes all the colours to make a rainbow or something? Like, yeah, but, but it's kind of a mixture. Got, it takes <laughs> lots of cake to make... And then there isn't a collective noun for cake. So basically you've gone... <laughs> if I just change the intonation, it's fine. It takes a lot of cake to make. It takes a cake to make a fake. <laughs> what does that mean? What? No, I'm just making sayings up. You know how, <laughs> you know how babies just uh, say random syllables uh, before they can speak proper words? Yeah. Sometimes that's a little bit what you're like. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> you just say rhyming words until they make sense. <laughs> So, go on then, let's make up a new phrase. What was your idea? It takes a lot of cake to make a fake. (laughs) So, what does that phrase mean? What it means is, um, it takes a lot... It's just self-explanatory, Dan. Um, (laughs) I've got another one. Okay. You cannot fake a cake on the make. (laughs) What does on the make mean? I've forgotten. You can't make a cake without breaking a few laws. <laughs> and that <laughs> popular saying. R- remind me, how, how does this relate to our topic of the elderly? <laughs> well, <laughs> you raise a valid point. You can't teach an old cake new tricks. <laughs> there we go. Now we're back on the elderly. <laughs> elderly cakes. <laughs> cakes get better with age. Like, Do they? Like humans, but... No, fruitcake, and that's about it. Everything else gets stale and crusty. <laughs> like humans? Yeah. If you were a cake, what cake would you be? If I was a cake, I'd be a Victoria Spence. That's pretty boring. I think that you're a bit very, more exciting very boring. than that, Rich. No, I wouldn't. Don't be so I'm modest. so lying. I'd never be a Victoria Spence. I haven't got the abs. I th- haven't got the abs. <laughs> Charlie, you'd be an old fruitcake. <laughs> How dare you? I, 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 I hate fruitcake. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah, but you'd still be an old fruitcake. You'd be a self-loathing cake. Yeah. Your cake would just um, disintegrate into nothingness on, in, a, in its own pity. Well, that's... Not, that's <laughs> what a thing to say to a man. That certainly wouldn't be fruitcake, because that improves with time. It would be something more like a, a chocolate gato or something, which only spoils... You know, with time, it, it decays away as time marches ever onwards. That's, that's <laughs> another saying. Um, you can't spoil a gato on the plateau. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you've got this idea that every saying has to rhyme. <laughs> what kind of what kind of cake could I be, Rich? I reckon he'd be a devil cake. <laughs> oh, a devil cake. Sounds sexy. That's one of the sexier cakes. I think he'd be a cake on the make. Yeah, you're probably right. Apple juice from concentrate. We used to be best mates. Apple juice from concentrate. You haven't caught in weeks. And we. Now, as you go through school, you get all these report cards at the end of the year where you're assessed on how well you've done in the subjects, behaviour, progress, that kind of thing. And we've been digging through our respective uh, boxes and suitcases and whatever you like to keep your bits of paper in and looking for all of our old report cards, OK? And we have got a few of them now, which we'd like to share a few comments so you can just get a picture of what we were like at school. So with mine, a lot of the silliness comes from my own comments because you get assessed on your own progress and then at the bottom 
you can write in what you think, how you've done that year. Here's my RE report from year 10. I've written on my comment at the bottom, I don't think I've done very well in RE. My target is to do better at everything. (laughs) 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 Not just in RE, in life. Okay, I've got a few um, things from my reports, but you must be aware that they're quite biased because they're things that I've hand-picked out. Okay. But I will read them out and enjoy it. Listen to this. This site makes me sound amazing. Okay. Richie is a lovely (laughs) young man and reliable student with an excellent attendance and punctuality record. His uniform and presentation... (laughs) (laughs) His figure-hugging uniform. (laughs) Sorry. His uniform and presentation are also excellent. He is relaxed, cooperative and polite... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> relaxed he's a relaxed chilled out guy effortlessly like the- cool and with natural charisma <laughs> he's like the fonts of bristol <laughs> he is relaxed cooperative and polite adopting a very mature approach richie works well as a member of the four what is this richie <laughs> no it's richie spelt with an ie richie works well as a member of the form and is open and tolerant of other people's ideas and situations and then it says well, that is w- wildly complimentary <laughs> mind on anything Love like you that. so much and then it says i wish richie every success in the future it has been a pleasure to have this opportunity to meet and get to know him <laughs> and i hope i can see him outside school and develop a last Bond. Um, Charlie, have you got any there you wanted to talk about? Well, see, I've had to dig through um, the files in my household for all my old reports. And basically, because I spent too much of my time doing theatre studies, every single thing mentions this uh, play called Camera 10 that I was in. Sounds shit. <laughs> Sounds bloody shit. <laughs> What's that all about? I don't know. It's something to do with Downing Street and a press photographer. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't a very exciting play. Actually, it does sound shit. <laughs> I was just joking, but now I know. But now I'm serious. That's how <laughs> shit. Oh. Wow. Rich is just on a high from his own uh, amazing <laughs> reports and feels free to just <laughs> sully everyone else's. Pretty much, yeah. So I kept digging in the files of stuff that I found because those reports were quite boring. And what right. I did find was basically educational gold. I have found, and this is good, it's the uh, English writing booklet for levels three to five. What they do is they give you three different titles to choose from and you have to write a story. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> ah. So we've got some Charlie authored stories. And I had a choice of three titles. There's okay. Look Who's Talking, Right. No Time to Lose, yeah. and The Longest Day. Which did you go for? I went for No Time to Lose. And now we present Charlie Mosserson with No Time to Lose. They could have made it. I know they could. All they needed was a few more minutes. Hitler couldn't have timed it better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Why are you writing about Hitler? Why is the first thing that comes to your mind when no time to lose? Right, I shall do a story about Hitler. <laughs> I, don't, I think I'm missing the rest of the paper where I may have got the inspiration from. I don't know. Okay. Sorry, carry on, carry on. <laughs> Rich, meet your damn microphone. <laughs> I just want to know, were they always, was it always going to be about Hitler, whatever the title? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like at the time you were infatuated with Hitler. So you're like, right, I'm definitely going to write about Hitler, but I'm just going to, fa- depending on what they tell me to do, I'll just have to work it in there. Shoehorn it into the, uh, one of the titles. If, look, if I can carry on to the next paragraph, it's all okay. Makes... All right. Yeah, okay, okay. But I'm loving it so far. Carry on. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> The bomb just came sailing down out of the sky, and as it hit our house, I knew my mother and father were dead. God! <laughs> I knew they could never live through that. I was lucky. I just managed to throw myself flat on the ground as things came flying through the air, bouncing off the shelter and the back fence. My house was smashed like glass under a hammer. I thought that's a good use of simile there. Yeah, oh, good answer. simile. How old were you? Uh, I must have been 10 or 11. Old okay. enough to know about Hitler. <laughs> I don't think what I knew anything about Hitler when I was 10 or 11. Charlie knew everything about Hitler. I've searched among the rubble to see if there's anything, anything at all, which will remind me of my mother and father. This is harrowing, Charlie. I'm, I'm getting sad. It's no time to lose, Dan. A bomb dropped on my house. I, I have guess. no time. Okay. <laughs> Just something that will remind me of them, as I will never see them again until I have gone to the great place above where happiness and peace are the only rules. <laughs> I hate Hitler. He's such a coward. You never see him at the front line ordering his troops about. He leaves that to his officers. He probably just sits back and has fruit dropped into his mouth by German girls. <laughs> if it wasn't for him and his droopy moustache, mother and father wouldn't be dead, and we would still have our house, and our life would be as it used to be. Uh, all we needed was just a little more time. Instead, the hourglass ran out, and we lost our time. Bloody hell, that was a massive downer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought oh we'd gosh. have got off the subject of Hitler, but then you bookended that story with Hitler, basically. <laughs> My favourite bit was the bit about Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the bit about German girls dropping fruit into it. It's a nice touch there. <laughs> what an image, what an image. It's been two weeks since I last saw you I wanna know where I stand I think I'm falling in love with you Baby, can I be your podcast man? Do you guys enjoy going to the hairdressers? A trip to the hairdressers? What do you think? Not really. I mean, no. I, I'm only in there 20 minutes. Yeah, quick, in and out. I like doing that now as well. Blink and I'll miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I went through a stage of going to wildly overpriced hairdressers uh, like Tony and Guy because I do like the sort of ceremony around the haircut. <laughs> yeah. they, they, don't just, they don't just cut your hair. You come in, they give you uh, a cup of tea and GQ magazine <laughs> and um, you read through and look at all the fashionable men and think, oh, I'd like to look like that fashionable man. And then they wash your hair for you and give you a head massage and only after all that sort of foreplay do you actually get down to the meat of the hair cutting (laughs) what do you ask for when you go to the haircut I'm to the stage where it's usual really yeah I've been with this hairdresser for about a year now (laughs) sounds like you're in a relationship yeah I've been with my hairdresser for a year or so and it's going well we're thinking of moving in together it is a bit like a relationship in a way so do you know her by name yeah she's called Kaylee. big shout out (laughs) 
And uh, do you have good haircut banter? What do you talk about? Um, we talk about uh, like what we're doing, like holidays. So cliche. It's very cliche. I was, I got caught by surprise yesterday because I was in a shop and like I someone cut your hair and they no <laughs> someone cut <laughs> my hair behind you. I was like, oh, that's, that'll save again of the hairdressers in a few weeks time. But um, talking about like what you talk about with someone in a shop, you're just buying yeah. something, and the guy just yeah. the first thing he said to me was like, "Oh, you're right, mate." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I like that." But I got caught on the back foot. I was like, "What is this? A transaction or a social?" <laughs> <laughs> You've stepped over a barrier, pal. <laughs> and then it went into like, "Oh, um, you having a good day?" And that, and and yeah. then it was like, "Ah," oh, and I was like, "Yeah, you having a good day?" And he's like, "Yeah, not too bad. I've got the uh, weekend off there, which you didn't get much in this place." And it turned into like a proper conversation. I was like, "Hang on, you swap numbers at the end of it?" <laughs> no, but like, I was thinking, is this like, did he start this because that's what they're told to do, and it's all like a corporate yeah. thing, or is he actually just being friendly? Oh, surely he can't do that to every customer. Yeah, That'd be exhausting and take. But why did time. he pick me? You're a friendly, approachable guy. I'm an easy target. He should have gone. Let me stop you there. I'm already going to make. The purchase this is unnecessary yeah <laughs> it's so it's too cynical though isn't it i feel a bit bad thinking you know uh, sort of dissecting that guy's motives what if he's just nice yeah it'd be know. nicer if everyone did that but part of me was just thinking come on let's just get on with the transaction um also yesterday i went into a shop this is just to a side um i was yeah. buying a brand new pair of trainers and sure. i'd already said yeah i'll take them and he said oh yeah just to let you know we've got a one year return policy as long as you don't wear them outside <laughs> what and i'm just thinking about the people that would actually keep a spare shoes for about 11 months and go oh actually i don't like them good job i've never worn them ever outside i think it proves a commitment to those trainers because you can't wear them outside for a year so hmm. you buy them and you wear them inside and then when you know by by a year's gone you know that they are part of your <laughs> yeah. um, ensemble that is dedication it's like buying a packet of condoms and saying <laughs> is it like buying a packet of condoms <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, I don't see how this is no it's not really <laughs> but like what i'm saying is it's like saying you can return these if as long as you don't wear them um <laughs> and use them inside of person what if you have opened it but it hasn't been used uh, well i was gonna but then something killed the mood and i just put it on the side and then you'd get that embarrassing bit in the shot nah mate nah there's stuff in there you've obviously (laughs) used it you're not getting your refund you know when they have to look it over before they give you the they do a dna test (laughs) they'd be like yeah there's there's clearly some semen in there <laughs> that happens to me a lot. I just want to return this shirt, actually. It doesn't fit. No, there's clearly some semen in that. Oh. <laughs> they've, got, they've got like a UV light, and they're like, no, it's sodden. Oh. It's absolutely sodden. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> It's the best way to clean your clothes. I've just got, I've just got an image of him just like wringing it out. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, there's a hell of a lot of uh, semen-based returns in fancy clothes shops because if you buy something that good, you're going to want to enjoy it properly. <laughs> Talking about a subject, going off topic a bit. Charlie faked a cake on the making, Dan and Rich ate it. Huh?
Misconception of the week. So misconception of the week was a section that we thought up, which would we'd basically we'd give a new misconception every week, and it never really worked. But we're going to try it again now and see if it works this time. So I've got some misconceptions here for you guys, and I'm going to read them out, and essentially you're going to go, oh, and then we'll have nothing to talk about. <laughs> you ready for this? <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Here we go. Uh, sugar does not cause hyperactivity in children. Double-blind trials will show no difference in behaviour between children given full sugar-free diets or children on normal high-sugar diets. What do you think about that? Bloody Mm. hell. Did you just say double-blind child, then? (laughs) Double-blind Giles. He's uh, the guy who does most of the scientific tests. Yeah, he does all the tests. (laughs) If you've ever heard one of these surveys, it's always double-blind Giles. (laughs) I don't trust his source material, do you know what I mean? No, that's he, he can't like read his case notes beforehand. I'm not sure he knows fully what he's testing. Oh. So we, we've chosen a guy to conduct all of the scientific experiments in the UK, and he's blind. Oh god! <laughs> but so double blind Giles says this. So all these times that my mum told me that I can't drink coke before bed, I can and I should. Maybe I probably should. It's not should. the sugar though, is it? It's the e-, e numbers in coke. I don't think you've yeah, got an argument for coke, to be honest. I don't know. I think we should consult double blind Giles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Rich, for this section, you are now the character of Double Blind Giles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Double Blind Giles, is it the E numbers that make you go hyperactive when you drink Coke? No, it's the CO2. I thought you were going to do a voice, to be honest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's, let's try that again. <laughs> Can't Charlie do it? I'm not very good at voices. Charlie practically sounds like a scientist anyway. <laughs> he does sound like a scientist. Okay, Charlie. Uh, right, we've got double blind Giles on the line. Um, what is it about Coke that's bad? Well, Daniel, I, I do believe that uh, <laughs> the, the, Charlie is in fact right. And it, it is the oh. numbers and the caffeine would be one that would have an effect upon... I should have known that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should have done. <laughs> have we got any so have we got any sort of green living tips for the listeners some uh, tips that might help them live their own lives in a more environmentally friendly way maybe we should just all learn to like to eat rubbish and waste <laughs> that's a lifestyle tip isn't it it is a lifestyle tip eat shit and die <laughs> 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 As a great philosopher once said. It's a lifestyle <laughs> tip and a good idea for a slogan t-shirt. <laughs> As most of the best lifestyle tips are. What about if we all eat seeds? Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, what about if plants grow in our belly? Um, we could ye- harness them to create one giant plant that will kill the sun. <laughs> I think we've been doing this for too long, Rich. Your your brain stopped working. (laughs) (laughs) You just you started going with it, and you just sort of got bored halfway through. Like that was a fascinating uh, insight into your thought process. It is the the world of Rich Green is terrifying place. The sun always comes off badly when I'm in a bad mood. Surely there's some other lifestyle tips. Yeah. You know, um, 
Pete earlier was talking about sulfuric acid. Yeah, that's acid in the clouds to reflect light back up and cool the earth. Isn't that in we as well? There's some sort of acid in there. I thought it's into the sky. <laughs> yeah, that was an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a good idea. But maybe you could have some sort of uh, thing that you put on to your um, body. That, Penis. Yeah, or whatever. I, mean, why, you... I don't know why you're skirting a word around the word, but yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, go on. So you've got a nozzle on your cock. What now? <laughs> yeah, and it just powers it, obviously, because obviously everyone's tried, but I don't think you could get it up that high without... <laughs> We've all tried. But is that good idea, giving people the power to shoot piss into the stratosphere? Yeah. People are going to use that for bad things. Like what? Think about it. You're giving somebody a high high power piss hose rich what do you think is gonna happen yeah but it's um it's uh, uh what is it stupid no <laughs> it's not stupid <laughs> oh, sorry. It sterile it's sterile what so that make, does that make it better <laughs> yeah you're still firing high powered water into people's faces i don't know why i said faces there that didn't even come up Wow, that was a cracking volume one. Memories, memories. Seems like a long time ago in November 2009 when Dan gave us a call and said, Rich, Charlie, I've got a crazy idea, but I don't know if it'll work. (laughs) And then I put the phone down and ran away and didn't speak to him again for another hour (laughs) until I rang him back and said, that's a brilliant idea. What did you do in that hour? In that hour, oh, I was uh, having a Mars bar. Masturbating. <laughs> yeah, have a cup of tea, have a BMD. And then I uh, said, yeah, why not? <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought it through. Yeah, so what do you predict for Volume 2, which is starting in two weeks' time? Volume 2 is going to be even better than Volume 1. Really? How much better, I ask you? Bet? No, you ask me. <laughs> How much better, you ask me? (laughs) Much better. In what way will it be better? Volume 2 is going to be even better because there's going to be lots more of Dan. Yeah! There's going to be lots more of Charlie. Hooray! And there's going to be a whole lot more of Rich. Hooray! And there's going to be a lot less of 4th Flat 29 member Martin. Who absolutely ruined the previous volume. Ah, he was the bane of my neck. (laughs) So we will see you in two weeks' time for the start of Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, Volume 2. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye! Flat 29's Big Book of Everything Another topic down, a million's to go We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Bye, women. (laughs) Bye, lady who drinks. (laughs) Bye, lady who thinks. (laughs) Oh, I get it. (laughs) Bye, lady who cries. (laughs) Bye, lady who sighs. (laughs) Bye, lady who works. Bye, lady who hurts. (laughs) Stop it. it. (laughs) Bye, lady who eats. By lady who treats <laughs> me to a nice meal. <laughs> By lady who takes out the bins. By lady who has nice things. <laughs> By lady from the bus. 
by a lady who makes a fuss. <laughs> right, I'm done. Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. By a lady who loves me. By a lady who hates me. <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> if I didn't have anything better to do. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's carry on then. By a lady who wears a hat. <laughs> By lady who cat. <laughs> <laughs> By lady who's crackers. <laughs> By lady with knackers, as in balls. <laughs> That's in balls. By lady in a shop. By lady who's hot. <laughs> By lady who's a cop. By lady who's in a shop. <laughs> Is that all the different types of ladies covered now? <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> by lady who's kind. By, by lady who's out of her mind. By lady who's crazy. By lady who's a baby. <laughs> by baby. <laughs> by lady. By lady baby. By baby lady. By girlfriend. <laughs> By twelve friend. <laughs> yeah, let's stop. <laughs> That's the end. By lady who winks. <laughs> By lady who thinks. Anyway. Bye. 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 Bye.